Hello everybody, how's it going? And welcome back to the As Always podcast. This is episode 167. I'm one of your hosts, James, and I'm joined as always by Tyler. As always, how's it going, my friend? It's going pretty good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's a Sunday evening. Happy to be here for another podcast. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about before we started, um, how close we are to the eight-year anniversary of this show. Wow. True. Which is a bit fucking, you know, a bit mental. A bit, bit mental, mental the more yeah. I think. It, and I was listening to some clips and stuff of old episodes and like, man, we sound like fucking babies. <laughs> yeah, we well, like we, were full of, we, were full of, we were full of joy, we were full of health, we were full of, uh, you know, happiness. We were. Well, I was certainly happier. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> different times. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that now, personally, but, <laughs> you know... There was dreams. There was innocence to us. Yeah. You know, was, we thought oh, man, we were doing I'm so excited was... for the next podcast. That was that's me and you. That's just I was just doing yeah, I don't know why that's I did that voice. Combined, um, combined you and me, that's what we yeah, sound like. Yeah. If we were one person. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're just kinda like, you know. Ah, you know, getting by. Happy to be here. <laughs> you know? It's fine. And the audience never knows whether they're serious or joking. Um, but do you know they what I'm might. not joking about? And I would never joke about James. Ah, oh, tell me. The great people over at patreon.com forward slash as always. So ladies and gentlemen, if you like what you're listening to here and you want to hear us see more, head over to patreon.com forward slash as always for just as little as $1 a month. Head over to patreon.com forward slash as always. You get exclusive access to the best podcast on the internet, the Clubhouse podcast for mm. just $1. There's like 140 plus episodes for you to listen to right now. Other cool bonuses, perks, rewards, exclusives over on Patreon that you can tune into for as little as $1. So I would recommend checking it out. And thank you to our producers that make the show happen. That's Ollie the Superior, Ollie, Baron Keen, Damien, then also Orange Gnome, Flash Prada, King Richard III, Albrecht, Ryan Haver, Bullsack47. Thank you. You sweet vintage lads will empower this podcast. Um, James, what's been happening, man? What's uh, What's going on? Oh, you know, not a lot. I feel like we do these podcasts so regularly now. We don't have a lot to catch up on between what do you mean shows. what do you mean i don't know so regularly now we've been doing them so regularly I know, for so but it, long it feels but it feels i don't know it feels like we do it more often i don't know i mean we only did clubhouse like not even a week ago so did we do i don't clubhouse? know i feel monday. like we did tuesday yeah monday did we do it yeah. monday or tuesday oh, i don't know i don't know either could have been either i don't know could have been either yeah look well um, i mean i feel yeah. like we've hit a bit of a groove in the sense of there was a bit of not stop and start, but you might miss an episode here and there. Mm. Um, I think I missed one Four Pillars podcast this year. Um, and I think we're just sort of, everything's on time, everything's when it should, where, you know, it's just, we're just in the groove of it. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we are. Is that what it feels like to you? It, yeah. I think that's probably what it is. Yeah. We're just like, yeah. you know, we're, we're doing it right. We're not missing stuff. So... Yeah, it feels like you're a bit more... It feels like we're all sort of a bit more, like, just here all the time. Yeah, so yeah, it's a bit different feeling from how it used to be, I guess. I don't know, but um, yeah. I think it's good. And we also have the, as always, Discord now, Patreon-exclusive We Discord. do, yeah. Um, what do you mean? You're putting behind a fucking paywall, <laughs> you fucking monsters! Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, we have. <laughs> uh, the funny part is anyone that's saying that doesn't sound like that manly. They're probably 12-year-old squeaky voice. 
Hey, um, fucking yeah, got they're, they're probably 50 pounds soaking wet. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, how have you been feeling about the Discord? It's sort of... I haven't been using it a heap. I'm on mm. the here and there. But it's just nice to have it there, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, it used, that's how it used to feel for me, even if I wasn't on the old Discord that much. What mm. I did like about it over the many years it existed was that it was there, if I mm. ever wanted to. Yeah. And even just to sort of check in and be like, oh, there it is. It's there. People yeah, still and that's, chatting. And that's the thing. This is, it, we don't have to manage it, really. Like, we own it, and, like, we do manage it. And, like, if someone says, oh, this would be a cool channel, it's like, all right, we'll just throw it in or whatever if people are like this would be cool but um we don't have to do anything like there's no moderating there's no like yeah, big awesome. announcements there's no like you know events and like community involved things like competitions and stuff like there's no there's nothing to do like it's just yeah. a bunch of people that are all on the same page having a good time chatting to one another but also it's like i feel like everyone in as always as well also like has a life so it's not like you don't have you don't have people on there just no lifing the discord um so it's like i feel mm. like everyone's just kind of you know you know they 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 got a like a good head about them they know well no one lives on the discord like, like the old one where it's like no. that was their life and that was where they learned their social skills and then they just they just went fucking mental and yeah. thought that that was the whole world and everything that happened on there mattered and it's like hey to burst your bubbles guys but this is meaningless um but yeah. yeah yeah so i feel like i feel like everyone on there's you know uh is fine and good and it's nice to chat with everybody and like there's no weird like drama or like people taking everything so personally i think everybody on there is aware that it's a discord um and it yeah. means nothing but going on to just chat to yeah. a few mates that you know also listen to our podcast and stuff so yeah it's been it's been really nice it's been refreshing and it means we don't have to worry about too much as well. But it's been, uh, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. I'm vibing. You're vibing. And what have you been working on for the channel recently? Hmm. A uh, few things. A few things. Yeah. I've got a bunch of projects. So I'm still working on a video for Kingdom Hearts 1, but it's kind of like in the background because I don't want to make it my top priority because it will absolutely flop. Um, but I still want to make it because I want to make it. So I'm still like working through the game um mm-hmm. but just kind of in the background uh, i got a video i'm making on splinter cell conviction i want to talk about how it's because it's weird it's uh commonly referred to as like it's like the worst splinter cell game um and i remember i played it was that the last out. one that came out though uh, like no the- no the last one was blacklist um which i've never played but i don't really care um i just thought yeah. this was fun because it, it's it it is really bad playing it it's like there's so many reasons it's bad but it's gonna be just a fun video of me like making fun of the game i think it'll be really funny yeah Um, okay that's good which will be which will be nice um and then i want to make a big sort not really big but like a semi big sort of like i did for fable and uh, batman like a retrospective on the transformers cybertron series because there were three but people only really remember two and it's because the third one's really fucking bad so I kind of want to talk about, like, the fall of that franchise and how it was, like, you know, really good and everyone was like, this is the best Transformers thing ever made and then, like, they just completely fucking ruined it. Because um, that'll be fun. But those are just a few projects I'm currently working on. So that'll be re- cool. I remember playing that first Transformers game. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like, me- like tw- what, 18, 
to 20 years ago like a long 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 time ago it feels like that that it wasn't was it, it wasn't uh, that old how unless old is are these ones one, about? unless it's a different one i'm thinking of because i played one Transformers. i remember being really good <laughs> like i just remember playing the shit out of it but Wolf of cybertron was 2010 no nah, it would have been before it has to have been it definitely was before then because i was <laughs> in primary school there was, was one i played that was that was quite a lot older. I don't know what it was called. It might just be called Transformers or something, but it was quite cool. It was, it was on the PS2. Yeah, that might be the one that, that I also played as well. What the fuck was it called? Cause I think, yeah, it was just Oh, yeah, it's just called Transformers. I'm looking yeah, at the screenshots yeah, 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 now, yeah. and that was definitely it. Yeah, 100%. With the, with the That's jungle the and shit. Yep. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. I remember it, and there was like the br- I remember there being like bridges on this jungle level as well. Yeah, and there was just these like fucking big turret things shooting at ya. I feel like it was I really hard. I feel like I remember it being hard. Maybe I don't. I don't remember that much. I just remember. I remember the hard more that like I'm looking at the hard of this. I'm like, yeah, that looks familiar, but I don't really remember running around as Optimus Prime all that much. Um. No, but I, I remember, remember the game as, being uh, amazing. Different characters, but I do remember having fun though. Yeah, hang on, Transformers. PS2. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll play that one day. What year did that come out? That was uh, two thousand four. Yeah, okay, so eighteen years. I was bang on. I was wow. bang on. Yeah, eighteen wow. years ago. Yeah, I. Uh, that sounds about right. I would have been about right. seven. I would have been nine. Nine. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I I definitely remember that game. And I'm pretty sure like it was a mate came over with it and then just lent it to us and just played that. Classic. Yeah. And I remember the cover because there's Google Images, there's two covers. The first one was not the one I remember. I remember the one that had the actual um, Autobot logo on it. Yeah. Not sure if you played. Yeah. I remember the other one. Yeah. The other one, I remember. Yeah. Transformers. Were you a Transformers person as a kid? Because I wasn't. I feel like I liked that game. Oh, I didn't yeah. mind the first Shia LaBeouf movie. That was, I was sort I was a big Transformers fan as a kid. I fucking loved it. It was incredible. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that. You love Sonic too. You liked fucking super lame I shit. I like good stuff. That's what it is. I love all the <laughs> best. Know. All the no. best brands. Well, no, I had to fix you, you know? as an adult with Kingdom Hearts, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> shit like that. Um, yeah, like Transformers yeah, is the shit. No, it's not. The greatest toy brand ever made. It's genius. The greatest toy brand ever made. That's what that's what they are. That they were toys, and then they they made cartoons and games and everything based on no, the toys. I, I understand that that came first. But what I'm saying is it's not the greatest toy brand ever. Oh, it is, 100%. Fucking robots that can transform into tanks and helicopters and planes and cars and shit. That's fucking sick. That's like like every fucking kid's, like, dream. Yeah. That's maybe, such a cool concept. Maybe lame kids are wet the bed, maybe. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if that was you. Oh, I go play with your fucking your basketball, you, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, what did I, I played with... Like Lego, <clears throat> mostly. I mean, yeah, I Lego is a cool. Lego is also a, a cool toy, actually. To be fair, I mean, would you call <laughs> yeah. Lego a toy though? I feel like yes, yeah, so I would. I would, I would call Lego probably the greatest toy brand ever made. I, I feel think. like that's. A, I feel like that's a weird. 
There's like our land. There's no Transformers land, man. No one gives a shit about Transformers. <laughs> they should make a Transformers <laughs> land. That'd be yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah. People, there'd definitely be stories coming out of that. Three children died today <laughs> at Transformers <laughs> land. Transformers <laughs> land. Uh, oh, wow. They went into the Bumblebee car and uh, as it transformed into a machine <laughs> monster, it crushed and killed them all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. That'd be rough. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't hear about that at Legoland, do you? No, you don't. That's because they're really good at covering it up. They are. That's what Legoland does best. They have a lot of money. Was there any, like... Uh, this is a weird question, but we're just, you know, going there. Uh, mm. Was there any sort of... Around you... Because I feel like you live in a small enough town that's big enough that would have its own, like, festivals and pop-up things go on um with like rides and there was like disasters that might have happened that made the news like well that person got hurt or died or oh that you God. know um, or even just like a theme park that's notorious of like that's a shithole don't go there i don't know there's got to be some sad shit like that i'm not really sure i mean we always used to have like this fucking yeah like pop-up like yeah thing i don't know what you'd call it like a like a fun fair i don't know that would like show up and like that always looked dodgy as fuck i can't say i ever went near it um it did look like a death trap um but i don't think there was i don't think anyone died so no one died yeah. okay no i think it's yeah i can't think right. of anyone oh i mean at our major theme park someone died a few years ago and that was a fucking Oof. disaster a bunch of people died kids thank god made it out but their parents all died in the ride oh fucking... my god yeah dude it was what happened um let's have a look dream world is what it's called Dream so on the Gold sounds... Coast, about 45 minutes from me, there's like four major theme parks. SeaWorld, Dreamworld, Movie World, and um, Wet n' Wild. There's also Wild Water World, but that's attached to Dreamworld. Um, oh, yeah. Dreamworld, Gold Coast, Deaths. Um, uh... Yeah, what? What? Happened? Maybe I'm remembering wrong. Maybe was it the kids that died? It says mother who kids, lost two yeah. of her children in Dreamworld ride tragedy. Say the loss of their is a life sentence. It's way five years on. Yeah, that makes it about five years ago. Um, what the fuck? Wow, that's to... fucked. Uh, can you read it out? I'm my computer's being a fucking it, weird. It just says the the like. The, when you search it on Google, like just it gives you a little snippet. It just says Kim Dorset's children, Kate. Well, it doesn't matter what their names are. Kate and Luke, and his partner Rusey, and NSW mother Cinder. I don't know what that means. Were yeah. killed when the Thunder River Rapids ride malfunctioned in 2016. God, mm. that'd be that'd be that wouldn't be a great way to, you know. No, so that's it. that would be rough. That'd be but very what, rough. Fuck, man. You didn't see a lot of people at Dreamworld for a few years, hey? Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. And that was probably the most popular of all the theme parks. Yeah. Like that was the big one. But after that, uh, yeah, they're still going. They're still going. Yeah. But if yeah. you hate lines, um, Dreamworld's the place to be, or at least was. Um, someone goes to me they're like now's the time to go to gym I'm like what the fuck do you mean they're like well now they're really safety checking everything this is the safest time to go and I'm like that's, that's funny. weirdly true and it fucked is. up that you're thinking that way 
Um, yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm gonna not give them my money and business for a while. Um, yeah, <laughs> personally. Oh my god, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's crazy. That's just me. I don't I don't know about you. I was looking up um, Northampton just mm-hmm. before as well, and I found that there's a Northampton in Australia. Wow, you should go in there West, instead. In, maybe, in maybe Western I'm Australia. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to go there one day and make a video. And be like, is it the Northampton tour part oh, two? Oh yeah, is it better? And Northampton WA is it better? It looks. I mean, it looks. It looks better. There's no. It, way looks, it looks better. M- more rural. Much it more is, rural. It is literally there are. There are about two things in the whole place. Yep. That's better. There's a Northampton Health Health Service or Medical wow. Center. It's the NHS. There's a... There's a, there's a <laughs> That's fucking funny. Uh, uh, there's a motor hotel. So like a pub and a, a hotel. Uh, Caravan Park. Wow, there you go. this is... Public wow. toilets? That's pretty fancy. Yeah. And there's a, a bakery cafe. We're doing the Clubhouse Travel Show. <laughs> um, <laughs> Northampton Caravan Park. Should we do this on Clubhouse next week? For those who don't know, ladies and gentlemen, um, should, one of yeah. the newest segments, one of the great segments all time, in fact, already, I would dub it. We've only done two of them, but I, they've become one of my favorite pastimes. Is James and I will do a travel show. We'll visit a place somewhere in the world through Google Maps and look through all the photos of try to find. A, so far, it's been we've picked two random states in America, found the most random town names, gone in and found the a local food food place, um, mm-hmm. place of business. Look through their photos, their food, just been super judgy, and then read all their reviews. Yep. And then we stalk one of the reviewers and find out where they live and where their activity. It gets real creepy. Um, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. But that's what I realize we're doing now by accident. We are. It's, yeah, this is a, yeah, let's save this. We'll do it on Clubhouse. We'll go through Northampton, Australia. Northampton, Western Australia. It'll be great. <laughs> Gum Gully Bed and Breakfast. That's the most Australian <laughs> name. <laughs> the oh, Gum Gully. This is going to be uh, absolutely fantastic, I'm just telling you. Oh, I shouldn't be looking at the phone. Oh, it looks so Hello. awful. Um, I just saw that you um, <clears throat> re-uploaded that uh, Assassin's Creed Tomb video. I did. To uh, your channel. Done way better already. <laughs> way better, yeah. Still not just crazy a- good, but mm. it's, like, fine. Yeah. Would you say... Are there is like, and this is, we might be going down to dark rabbit hole here when I ask this question, <laughs> I realise that, but we don't really have a plan for this episode and there's not really any major news that's going on, I feel, like you said at the top no, of the show. Yeah. Um, so I've been literally, before we started um, this this podcast, I was racking my brain, I'm like, what are we going to talk about? Like, do we want to talk about She-Hulk? No, obviously not. <laughs> do we want to... You know, like, do we want to talk about gaming news? I don't think there really is anything, you know, enormous I'm talking about. No. So, no. So, I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. Oh, Are there Assassin's Creed YouTubers that exist um, still? The same way, like, 
when we started watching Assassin's Creed YouTube, is the earliest of early. You're talking about the the Loomers, the the you know he should not be named, um, the you know those sorts of people. Um, there was lots of them. I mean, the multiplayer community, are. and then and then it was us. You know, I feel like then it was me and you, and there's a few people in our, um, I guess our class. Would you call it our like? Yeah, our like cohort, era. our yeah. era. Um, like, I mean, the biggest obviously was the four of us, four pillars, meaning, in, in my opinion, like mm. that lasted and pushed through. Um, there was a few that had their own own things that I guess were sort of offshoots, off branches. Like Brett, I guess was it was an offshoot, but I wouldn't call him an AC YouTuber. He was just no. like Ubisoft Games. Um, yeah, the Creed obviously was one. Um, BPR, he was yeah. early in our days. Game and Sheep, who obviously started this show with us, um, yeah. all those years ago, eight years ago, nearly a fucking decade ago. Mm. Um, who else am I missing? There was It's Relentless HD. I mean, he's uh, the reason we're friends. Like, he's like the catalyst yeah, person that introduced classic. us. Um, who else? Who else? Um, I felt like there were a few, but there's like there a were lot a of those that were like kind of on the fringes that were yeah. just sort of like doing stuff and they weren't like, you know, as consistent and were just kind of like around sometimes and like, yeah. I remember them, but I, I, I couldn't tell you their name unless, I don't know, unless you told yeah. me their name, I'd be like, oh yeah, I, I remember them. Yeah. It all, it all made so much sense back then, you know? There was so much more hope and you'd just be like, yeah, that's news. Let's make a video on it. And you'd actually be excited thinking, well, this next game's going to be sick. They're going to fix it and this thing's happening. Yeah, it you was know? just fun. It was fun. I think it was more... I, honestly, the hype was way more fun than ever playing the games. Like, it was the games weren't even like for, that for fun sure, to for play. Sure, for sure. For, yeah, it was for just sure. the build-up, chatting with everybody. Everyone was sort of in the same mindset. It was just kind of fun. But then you reach a point where you can't make that fun anymore because you've played so many bad games that you can't, like, trick yourself into, like, no, nah, let's just have fun in the build-up again. Like, no, nah, it's depressing, you know? But, yeah, I think I think it just got... It was beating a dead horse to the end, yeah. but it was beyond that. It was, like, it was it became, like, immoral. We became so engrossed in a community that was so fucking toxic, so just fucking disgusting. Yeah, um, it was... It, it wasn't involved in involved disgusting end. human beings. And it made us worse people, I feel like, as well. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it. it did and get I just to didn't, a point. I didn't like myself for being associated with it anymore. Yeah. You know, no. it used to be like, it felt like, at least in the video game world, like this was still a cool thing to follow or be a fan of. And then at a point, I'm like, this is like, I feel gross. I just feel mm. fucking gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and then no. as well, I think at times with life as well, and when you just sort of grow up and move on and just those things don't matter anymore mm-hmm. at all um which is a bit sad because i've got the footage of the tomb video in the background and looking just looking at titrality stuff it's a bit um i don't know i still can remember the feeling if that makes sense like i, ca- yeah. I can't remember it but well, i can remember the feeling i think to i used me, to get. right with that it's almost like a different thing to me. Like, I, when I look at AC2, I don't feel the same feeling I 
felt when I used to make AC videos. To me, it just yeah. it feels very different. And I think because I've moved so far past being in that mm. sort of phase where I was like making AC videos and making news and covering the new stuff. I don't know. It does feel very different to me. Like, you know, I, I, when I look at Black Flag, I'm like, ah, like the, even that game. I feel like it's honestly anything post-Revelations. I just, it makes me just not feel, I don't know, something about it. Um, and obviously yeah, it gets worse the further down the line it goes. But I think, like, I, I sort of, I guess, the era that I made content and when I didn't and just played Assassin's Creed is, like, very different to me. Like, when I was covering mm. the Unity hype compared to when I was just, like, playing Brotherhood when it came out sort of thing. Um, so yeah. it's like this. And, it, you know, it's nice to be able to have that separation. And I think, um, you know, people have asked me, like, oh, are you going to do... Like, like, I did originally plan that, yeah, I'll probably make a Black Flag retrospective. But I don't know if I'm gonna do that anymore. Um, next year, I don't. I don't really know if I feel like it. I kind of feel like the final sort of major video that I make would be really fitting for it to be like a big retrospective on AC One, which will be this year. Um, but after that, it's like, what do I have to do? Like, I could make a video, yeah, saying why mm. AC Rogue is actually bad, but like, do I really want to do that? Like, who cares? It's old. Yeah. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't need to do yeah. that. Um, yeah. So, you know, as much as people really want me to do more, they're like, no, come on, just do something else. Do, like, you know, one big video a year that's, like, really good and, like, it'll make you money and you'll be able to talk about it and you're really good at it. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, you know, things have to end at some point. It can't just indefinitely continue. That's why Assassin's Creed sucks. So I've got to end it at some point and focus on something else. And it's like, you know, I feel like making a big retrospective on AC1 works. It's kind of like yeah. my jumping off point of like that rounds everything off, you know? I kind of want to make it this antithesis to Odyssey Broke Me in a way where it's like why AC1 is like the opposite of Odyssey sort of thing and why that's yeah. so good and why I love it and I just think it will just encapsulate everything, but I'm sort of figuring out what angle to come at it from. But um, I think it'll be good. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see the landscape of YouTube these days with regards to assassin's creed because i think it shifted you had like luma and those guys that did multiplayer content and then we came along and we were the first people really to do a hard focus on single player content like story yeah. and characters and stuff yeah um and where we're at now i don't think you have that anymore and i think i think it's because there is does no one really... do that surely someone does like well there's nothing to really sink your teeth into anymore. True, like, what do you, what do you talk about with regards to the story? People just tend to talk about it's speculation, it's news, it's it's uh, loot and gear and DLC and content. It's 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 right. YouTube content focused on what content is there in AC rather than like the the you know the the story and the characters and that whole mythos and everything, which yeah. is what you see a lot of the time. So it's um yeah i don't know it's interesting there's 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 a few people that still do do ac videos obviously got Joraptor. raptor um yeah okay i didn't know that yeah but uh he's there you know yeah um and then you've got people like altair stealth that showcases like i want to i want to find this, this is what i want to do james i want to find the five thousand subscriber channels that are making this now that's what that. I want to find. I want to find the 10,000 subscriber channels. How are we going to do this? Um, Assassin's Creed News. And then I'm going to type in. Raptor obviously, is the one that comes up. Yeah. What if we um, search? We switch it to this week. 
I don't know if that'll bring anything up. I don't know. I mean, you got Walsh. He came back. Um, Did he? Yeah. But he's one of ours. Yeah, true. I guess so. Um, he's been doing bits. His new videos have been really, really good. There's Luke Stevens does a lot of videos. He's a pretty big channel oh though. God. But just oh do you not God. like Luke him? Stevens. No, I think he's a fine person. I just uh, his AC videos are just my God. Are he they? made a, he, he made a video. He made two videos like back to back. Uh, yeah. one on how Horizon Forbidden West is lame, and then immediately one on how Odyssey is underrated and still really good. And I'm like, yeah. how do you come to that conclusion? That like. The yeah. game's in the same oh, genre. Oh, so he must be mental. He like, be mental. yeah, insane. It's just Quite really bad. funny. Um, um, you've got you've got this Andy reloads, but you see the thing is, like, we're never gonna find because nobody is doing what we like yeah. are doing in that like we love the Ezio trilogy and like you know that's it. And mm. we're like the AC YouTubers now are like you know they're covering Valhalla, the new news, yeah. the the Sigurblot festival. You know, it's like I literally don't care. Like, what is right. this shit? Yeah, I see what you mean. So it's like you know, those are those are like it's a totally different mindset. These new AC YouTubers because they love these new games. Like that's the thing. People like us and Luma and everybody have like moved on because they don't make games for us and now these new people are coming that love the rpg trilogy and want to talk about those games um and so it's like a totally different different vibe where people are making like guides for the boss fights on the hardest difficulty and stuff um right so yeah. like i just i just want to find like these group of ac youtubers that are young um, and they've, be they've become friends too like we i did. don't think they exist I genuinely don't it's, think they exist. I think it's sad, a totally eh? different landscape. Yeah. It was so unique what happened with us. It was. Like, what we were making and why we were doing it. You yeah. know, like, we just wanted to be, like, I don't know, I just wanted to be involved. In it was the just nice to, yeah. It was just nice to I, have a place to express your opinion and like people wanted to hear it and like everyone yeah. was sort of like of the same mindset too at the beginning. Yeah, um, it wasn't super divisive. It was like you know when Unity was coming out, it was like that was you know everyone sort of felt mm. the same way. It's like oh they're taking it back to basics. This is going to be like you know mm. a bit more of a AC one type game. That's interesting and like you know but with the story and mission structure of like an AC two in a sense as well, which is like you know sort of combining all the best bits and like everyone was sort of on the same page there was no one there was nobody nobody there was nobody except for like maybe a few random people that just you know maybe you know brain damage that were saying there was yeah. no one saying oh no i think this game should add magic and should add you know mm. fucking you know epic you know underworld yeah, no, regions like that. no nobody was saying that but now because they've done it and they've brought in a new audience there is this huge divide between people that you know love those old games and the new ones but then there's also this divide now between people that you know like us that were already you know adults pretty much when um unity came out that, that knew the game was bad and eight-year-olds that played it when it came out that are now you know however old they are like, no it was amazing it was it was the best ac game i remember playing it yeah. forever when it came out it's like yeah it's because you weren't fucking born when the good ones came out it's all you've played yeah. like yeah. that's why you yeah. think it's good and people yeah. the, people will say the same to me they're like they're like well you just love ac1 because of nostalgia well i mean partly but also it's actually good like it's not 
unity you know what i mean like it's a cohesive game yeah. I, I just think that's a crazy argument like unity is is a disaster in every single way like it's it's yeah. boring it's the story's disjointed the gameplay absolutely sucks it's got way less control it's glitchy still even after the intense patches um ac1 is not those things um i just think it's yeah. crazy that people say that all the time but there you go um yeah i don't know i don't, I don't think there's anybody like us um these days on the youtube to be honest it's all about mm. it's all about the brand new content and the epic new spears and weapons and like yeah i think i think the closest probably to my mindset maybe is probably like i guess a combination of walshy and, and joe like jack and joe um but they don't because... do assassin's creed stuff anymore do they <laughs> if you not seen joe's channel it's all he does is it what yeah what are you talking about he's it's all he does now he's just i remember I, d- I tweeted one thing at him content. i saw him do one thing and that and i tweeted at him um and oh, he's been like, doing it for weeks now. why are you doing this to yourself he is just has decided that he's gonna make a bunch of holy AC videos. shit so he I'm has on his channel now oh my yeah. god yeah um but he decided he was gonna do that so that what? He could just have this back doing? catalog, and because he wants to quit, basically. But he was like, you know, before I quit, I'm just gonna squeeze as much money as I can out of this YouTube channel, and then yeah, he's gonna go okay. off and pursue other stuff. So it's like, uh, yeah, fair enough, I guess. Um, some of it is like literally, he's just uploading demos back to back. Like that's all it is. It's just like the first time we ever saw Ezio. It's just the fucking E3 demo. Yeah. <laughs> but AC fans love that shit. They don't care about clickbait. They really don't. Um, which is crazy. But uh, then you've got, like, the... And, and obviously, like, jo- Joe is kind of focusing a lot on... I feel like we have quite similar opinions to Assassin's Creed when it comes to things. So I feel like his content is kind of similar to the stuff that I would make. And then yeah. you've got Jack that is just in... He is so jaded now. He's come back and he's, like, made this video essay on why Ezio's family has just been absolutely ripped to shreds over the years. And then he's made a big, like, 30-minute video on the monetization of Assassin's Creed games. And it's really good, the monetization video. Like, he talks about microtransactions and he absolutely rips the games to shreds. It's fantastic. Um, It's like, you know, like, almost like an Odyssey Broke Me type video, but focused purely on microtransactions. It's really good. Um... And I think being someone that has like a quite a prominent voice in the sort of modern AC sort of landscape, I think it you know it could help people that still play those games be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't give Ubisoft my money, sort of thing. So yeah, um, that's cool. Well, that's good that a little bit of us, I feel like, lives on in the yeah. modern era of Assassin's yeah. Creed YouTubers. Yeah, I think so too. I think Jack and Joe are those people. The sort of continue, there just doesn't feel like there's a community anymore. You know, is what no, I should say. I think no. in our day it was small enough that it just was like everyone knew everyone in it. Yeah, yeah. everyone it got, it got, knew everyone. It got um, a lot bigger. Uh, Magnitude people... X Gamers Beverage, bro. Yeah. That's one. That's a classic. Gamers Beverage. Gamers Beverage. Yeah, what a fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Like the- I'll never forget watching those videos in in high school. Yeah. And then going, you know what, fuck it, I, I'm going to do this. Um, yeah. I'm going to do this too. And like, good. I was doing content for AC3, bro. <laughs> like, that was... Yeah. I remember doing like the tyranny of King Washington. I'm like, what is this nonsense? Little did yeah. I know it would only get more fucking nonsensical yeah. from there. Um, yeah. It's weird. I remember... I remember when I started, because I started this channel, like, Lasers, 
purely because I wanted to do a road to Revelations. So it was like just before Revelations came out, I was playing through every AC game and there was only three. So it wasn't really a hard, like a difficult undertaking. Um, I remember I let's played all of them and I remember like, you know, watching Luma and, you know, watching all those guys and stuff doing the multiplayer and for, you know, all of that as it was coming out and stuff and like, you know, wanting so badly to be involved. I was like, man, I want to be involved with that. And I was like, I was doing single player stuff back then in 2011 but it wasn't obviously i was a kid you know i was 14 and it wasn't you know it wasn't the, the the greatest quality of stuff but i was doing like speculation videos on like altair's voice actor and why it's different and like is it the same guy doing a different accent or is it just a different actor like what's going on um it was great i did like a, the, the, the the achievements list got leaked and i made a video on the achievements for ac oh, yeah. revelations i love doing that yeah I that was fun because you get to good. see like oh where are the modern day achievements like how many sequences are in the game mm-hmm. like yeah what are the gameplay features and everything um yeah. I remember when that wouldn't matter fun. like you'd actually be excited be like i wonder what's going to be in the game yeah i think the last one i thought that was probably like oh probably origins i guess like i wonder what'll be in it yeah, it was a different... Which still yeah. feels weird because, like, I was fucking 22 when that fucking game came out. I was like, I shouldn't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, yeah, no, it was what oh it was. Oh, my God, it's gone again. It was, um, it was a lot of fun for the... And his internet's fucking died again. God damn it. Uh, Yo. Yo, he's me. back. Watch it drop out again. Yeah, watch five minutes. Yep. I don't know what's <clears> happening <throat> today. I do not know what's happening today. It's been, this better not be the start of something. I don't want to have to get someone to fucking fix this shit. Yeah. Again. It's not ideal. It's not. It's not ideal. It's really not. It, um, I will say, I really derailed the conversation we were on. In fact, I don't really remember what we're talking about. We're talking about Assassin's Creed YouTubers. Yeah, we were talking about AC YouTubers. Um,. Yeah, just Jack, yeah, Jack and Joe are carrying what we, you know, what we were doing basically in a in a similar way. But but I think I I would say Jack is. I mean, see, I don't care enough to. I realized watching Jack's video about the monetization of Assassin's Creed um, that I am not equipped to ever criticize these games anymore. Not because not because I don't dislike them, but because I am not. I don't know what's going on with them anymore. And we're also to so too biased. I also, also be like, we're too, coming from too biased a place. We could never have a middle ground opinion on this franchise ever again. Yeah, it's never going to be like, oh, well, I can compromise here. And like, well, this is like good, but this is bad. It's like, no, it's it's all terrible. And I hate it all with yeah. every fiber of my being. Um, and people yeah. get mad at me for that. They're like, well, no, you need to, you know, this is this thing is all right. I'm like, no, no. No, it's not. Like, I, I, will, I say this all the time, and I say it kind of to piss people off, but also because I do believe it, is that the only good AC games are the first four, and that's literally it. People are like, well, what Black Flag? I'm like, nope. Nope. It's bad. <laughs> Sucks. It's bad. Yeah. Don't like it. Anything after Revelations? Yeah. Don't like it. Don't care. Don't want to touch it. It's bad. Yeah. People get really mad. And I get it. I'll I get why, because I yeah. do also agree Black Flag is good, but, like, I'm yeah. not going to say it anymore. I feel the same way as you, I'm though. stubborn. Like, I do like Black Flag. I'll say Black Flag's good. It's good, but everything, and then game. the first four, and that's it. But I'm, but, yeah. I'm too, I'm just so stubborn. I'm like, no, yeah. Because but also, I feel like I'm like... in a different level as well. Of like, I don't even want to play the first four, though. Yeah, that's like, fair. You don't, don't want to play it. I don't want to play. Oh, I don't want to play anything, but I don't want to play any of them specifically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's I just uh, don't know, like I don't. I need to. I like I know I can play a game. Like I know if a game gets me and captures me. Like Horizon Forbidden West did it this year. I fucking loved mm-hmm. that. But once I was done, I was done with it, and I haven't played anything since. Like, but if you, if there's a game out there that can grip me, yeah, I can definitely still play a game. But it'll yeah. just take a lot. No, she need a good one. I need something to excite me, and nothing, nothing, just nothing gets my fucking dick hard anymore yeah. with this stuff, James. Yeah, well, you know, we've got God of War coming out this year. Yeah, that's true. You're a big God of War stan. I so. am a big fan of that the last God of War game. Yeah. Very big. One of the greatest games ever made, I believe, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but, I, yeah, I don't know. I still don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If well, I'll it's one of those things as well, but for me, like... I'm not really excited for God of War. Um, yeah. And I, I, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm on a... Because I was on uh, True Gamer the other week. Um, and I feel like I'm on a completely different Ugh. wavelength to so Eddie and sorry. Sheps with these things. Wait, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm very critical. I'm very cynical. I find it mm-hmm. very difficult to get excited for things. Just, like, blindly excited for things. I think the only things I can get blindly excited for is, like, Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy. Um, yeah uh and so with god of war it's like look yeah when it comes out it's going to be hype and i'm going to be excited for it you know the day before or the day off i'm going to be hyped to jump in and play it yeah it's gonna be great but i can't sit here right now and be like yeah i'm so excited i can't wait like i don't i actually i genuinely don't care like i'm so preoccupied with so many different things i'm so busy with working on all these different things all these games i'm playing all these streams all these videos i'm making like i don't get excited for things anymore um Mm. like other stuff you know uh, but not video games, really. I think it's quite difficult for me, honestly, because, like, when you're a kid, you sit around, you're like, oh, I can't wait for this thing, and, like, you're actively waiting for it. But in real life, like, real life when you're an adult, you're not waiting for anything. Like, life is happening, and then the game just sort of comes out, and you're like, oh, it's out now. Um, and you preoccupy yourself with, like, work and, and stuff to do and just life. Um, so, I don't know, I just feel like... Because we talked about, like, Eddie was asking us, like, individually, went round and, like, asked Sheps, asked me, then he gave his own take on, like, you know, you're excited for God of War. And I, I just didn't want to, like, rain on the parade, but I was just like, ah, you know, when it comes out, I'll, I'll love it. I can't wait. That'll be great. Yeah. But, like, right now, nah, not really. <laughs> I just don't, like, there's, Do you I don't think know. the lack of excitement about things in life is an age thing, or do you think it's a state of in the entertainment industry right now and the way everything's moving we're in a post-covid world we've just had two years of very intense shit where we've been consumed and been looking for distractions and i feel like now we're wanting things that are a bit more Mm -hmm. i don't know um like real something different something deeper we're looking for things yeah. that are just a bit deeper now well, um, and are a bit more real and are, and and we want to be I think we we I think everyone in the world is really after something new. And I don't I, think we know exactly what that is. Uh, I don't know, you know? If, I don't know. I feel like that's just us. I don't know. I feel cuz you look at you look at social media and the amount of people that are just consuming content yeah. is kind of staggering. People consume content in a way they've never done before um, and don't criticize it in a way they've never done before. Like, you look at when, you know, you look at when Batman versus Superman first came out. That was, yeah. you know, pretty widely 
a bad film. Everyone knew that. It's I've never met anybody film. in my life that thinks that film is good other than Eddie. Um, yeah. So, but 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 you can't say that on Twitter anymore. If if I was this, yeah. like that's not that's that's a hot take now because yeah. people people just consume this stuff. They're like, no, it's got Batman in it. It's got Superman in it. Like, I don't yeah. need to ask questions. I don't need to, like, look deeper. I don't need a deeper story. I don't need a well-told narrative. I don't need anything like that. I just yeah. need that character. I need to recognize that character. And now it's good. And people just consume that shit. Like, people are... Like, the, like I feel like I was one of the only people. Like, when we talked about it last episode, like, we were sort of the only people that were, like, a little bit concerned for the direction Marvel was headed in with Phase 5 and 6 with the amount of stuff they're doing and the way they're handling it. Other people have been like, well, no, it's always been like that. Just deal with it. Just watch the fucking thing. It's like, I like, I can't do that anymore. Like, I just can't. I, I don't know. It's, it's too much. And I feel like I'm just too fucking jaded for this shit. I, mm. I can't just consume Marvel anymore. Like, it's yeah. tough. Like, I, I'm, I cannot. I'm not gonna sit through She-Hulk. I'm just not. It's not happening. I still haven't watched yeah. Miss Marvel, and that was when I was actually kind of looking forward to as well. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to Miss Marvel. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Moon Knight either. Moon Knight is just so... It's just so average. Because as well, like, people will point to Moon Knight. I'll be like, oh, well, every single show, every single movie, it's crossovers, it's cameos. It's never, like, focusing on the character. And they're like, well, Moon Knight did it. I'm like, no, but it didn't, though, did it? Because it did the classic Disney Plus thing of meandering around for six episodes and then rushing the climax where nothing yeah. happens and there's no depth. So, yeah, it did only focus on Moon Knight. And, yeah, there weren't any random cameos in there. But the story and the characters have... There's nothing... Go it's just boring. It's just a boring show. Mm. and like yeah just marvel i don't know i just i'm f slowly slowly just getting more and more disinterested in marvel which i didn't think would ever happen because it used to be really good um but i do think a lot of it is these shows um and they're lacking i'm surprised i'm not and, surprised it happened i was worried it might um post endgame era but mm. i didn't think it happened so fast i, I didn't think it would get so bad like it feels like a significant drop off in quality pretty quickly um and there's been a couple gems in there and i like you know a lot of people do criticize falcon and the winter soldier and yeah i can see the criticisms but i think that show did a lot for the character of captain america and the idea of captain america and for sam and for i Bucky. think it did a, i think it did a lot for a lot of characters i thought john in... walker was a great character as well yeah, and I like that that show dealt with the whole racial aspect to it. I think that, and I think it did it in a way that you know it was quite really heavy hitting. Like I actually think it was really good, um, which is something you don't see a lot from. You know, it, it gives you hope for something like Daredevil. Go work, go you know. broke. You know what they say, James? <laughs> Not again. Um, but yeah, I think I think like what they did with Falcon and Winter Soldier and how they actually did go into like the racial aspect of things. I think bodes well for something like daredevil in that marvel when they need to are willing to touch upon things that are you know a bit you know i i guess sort of difficult to tell a story about with in, in a way that's like actually well executed um so you know stuff that's important about daredevil is that like moral dilemma of wanting to follow the law and like wanting to like go go through the system because you genuinely believe in it but also understanding that there's corruption there and so the vigilante aspect comes into play and trying not to go too far one or the other and like having this like this pull between wanting to do what's definitely right but also wanting to do it the right way and like you know this like you know am i loyal to my friends or do i need to you know this 
duality like there's so much there that, that daredevil tackles and it's like you know are we going to get that depth or is it just going to be guy in a suit punches people and sometimes he's also a lawyer but there's no real like strain on the character or anything like what what is marvel going to do because sometimes they'll do really good stuff and sometimes most of the time it's really shallow and so yeah i don't know i don't know it's uh it's a weird one i think i um I mentioned something on Twitter maybe like a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and I did want to talk to you about it now that we're on the subject of it. Um, and I first saw it, I'm, I'll find the show, I can't remember what, like it was like a podcast clip I saw. And it made me think, and I watched it, and I was like, that's a really good point. You know, when I normally necessarily wouldn't click on a Marvel video if it came on my feed, but I liked the title, and I was like, all right, what are they talking about? It was an interesting point, but they were like... Um, is the reason Phase 4 and this new generation of Marvel bad? And this person brought up, they're like, look, if you were to break down the individual projects, there's a lot of really good ones. I really liked Shang-Chi. I thought Shang-Chi was really good. I loved No Way Home. Was un- I thought No Way Home was unreal. Like, that was... I, we were raving about, like, I can't believe yeah. we've got a movie that felt like an endgame level of payoff so soon after endgame. Yeah, um, but also like very important to the character, very tight narrative for the most very part. tight narrative. Like, you know, you're, you're right, you're right. Yeah. But there was all these yeah. individual, right, like amazing. I, I, you know, not that it, this is necessarily amazing, but I thought it was a great movie. I loved Thor: Love and Thunder. I just did. Um, I do too. I think it's great. Uh, I thought Falcon Winter Soldier was great. Like I've, I've liked a lot of stuff in this phase. More, I've liked more than I haven't liked. So why do I still feel <laughs> uh, about it though? Like, what's yeah. the reason you still feel oh, about it? And the, and this person brought up, I'm going to find it in a sec, but uh, I'll introduce the idea to, to you first. It's because there's no Tony Stark or Steve Rogers. And what I mean by that is Tony Stark, no lead, Steve right. Rogers were the leads of the MCU. Mm-hmm. They were the lead, important, foundation, anchor characters. Like, even if you're watching another movie that they're not in you still felt their presence in the universe like well this is the universe where iron man exists and and captain america exists they're the foundation to the avengers arcs they're the foundation to the whole universe and he you can be watching guardians of the galaxy it still felt like like oh this is still that world where there's thor and there's steve and there's tony Mm -hmm. you still felt like you were in that universe whereas sometimes now like What's anchoring this universe down? Mm-hmm. All these different movies are coming out and you still felt like this through line, this payoff that made sense in that last Avengers movie. Whereas, and the fact that Tony and Steve both left, the two main characters, two anchor points both left in the same movie. We thought it was the right decision. I think it might've been the worst decision. I mean, I don't, think it was a, I don't think it was a bad decision, but I think that w- the way they've handled it after them leaving is the poor decision. To they were not it's... prepared whatsoever to replace them as anchor points. And not no. that they weren't... Re- they were able to replace them as costumes. You know what I mean? Of like, mm-hmm. yes, Sam Wilson's now Captain America, and I think he's amazing, and I love what they're doing with him. But they didn't treat Sam Wilson in the Gen 1 of the MCU like he was the next main character. They're only just now trying to introduce him as Captain America and now he's Captain America. He should be the next anchor, but they haven't presented him like he is yet. And there's all these movies and shows coming out and we have no anchor yet. It should be Sam Wilson, right? But they haven't done a good enough job of that. 
Yeah. So as much as I like Falcon Winter Soldier, and I thought they've done a great job to make him Captain America, they've done on such a small scale that it doesn't feel like when you're watching um, Moon Knight or Eternals that Sam Wilson's Captain America is a foundational character like matters, a character yeah. of that universe. Yeah. You don't feel like he matters in that story the same I way you it's... felt like no matter what was going on, Iron Man still mattered, Cap yeah. still mattered. Yeah. Does that I, make I think sense? It's, yeah, I think I think another thing that sort of adds on to that and builds from it is that the when you watch phase one like each phase sort of had this goal in mind phase one was all about building the avengers so it knew it was culminating in avengers after a few films and so every film worked to build out those characters and then it put them together in a way that like established a core organization in shield and the avengers that would always be present upon films it would be like this through line like you understood what the, the the makeup of this universe was like the makeup the main makeup of like this world so when you watch another film like you watch ant-man or whatever like yeah it's you know you can feel like the avengers exist and they're this prominent you know figurehead and that's what phase one did it was like okay let's build the avengers it didn't fuck about with a bunch of side projects it was like no this is the main avengers we get iron man we get hulk we get thor we get cap we get another iron man and then we get avengers and all of that culminated in a way that felt natural and organic to the story that was being told and then you yeah. move on to phase two and yeah they try and build it out but it always comes back around to the avengers like everything makes sense except for guardians but that was a really good story in its own right and it felt like yeah. you know it did feel like part of that universe but it also felt you know very much like a james gunn film too which was good um but i think this phase phase four specifically like i put out a tweet and i i said like you know what worked so well about um you know these characters meeting up in something like an infinity war and an end game and seeing them come back every time and time again was that you build up this like camaraderie between these characters like seeing steve tony thor together was incredible because we'd seen them together so many times that's the crossover you want to see is these characters that are genuinely friends like you you can believe that whereas when you see doctor strange and wanda it's like these characters have not said a word to each other what like this is not it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. There's no. There's nothing between these characters. There's nothing that I should care about. And so, like yeah. when they start fighting, it's like this doesn't mean anything either. They don't know each other. This doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah. It only means something to us. And I feel like Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness is a big, is one of the bigger movies that I I have a lot of problems with in this regard because I think it's like what Marvel are focusing on, which is these cameos, these crossovers, more so than anything with gem, jet, like actual meaning um yeah they want the audience reaction clip they can post exactly that's what yeah. they want because they know that makes money like look at endgame create viral like, look moments. At no way home, no way home yeah. why was everybody going to see dr strange multiverse of madness it wasn't to see the development of dr strange's character arc to see where he goes next and how that changes him for the future of the mcu no it was to see is tom cruise going to show up as as his version of iron man from his universe who's going to be in this movie or charles xavier is going to be here like that's why people showed up and that's so sad because yeah. people didn't show up to you know you know fucking you know iron man for that people didn't show up to winter soldier for who's going to show up it was you know to see what happens next to captain america Um, and civil war as much as that was marketed on you know this is an avengers level crossover that movie does a such a good job of being no we're telling a captain america story and it earned that as well yeah exactly that right it very much did yeah and it was the third in a trilogy it was again our main characters Mm -hmm. having a conflict 
in that movie. Captain America Civil War is, a, yeah, like I said, a Captain America story, but it's also a conflict between the two anchor points of the whole universe, Tony yeah. and Steve. Like, my before Endgame came out, the biggest thing I was excited to see in Endgame was them reunite as characters. Exactly, yeah. Because they weren't, like, they were... Yes, they were great friends, but they were also great, like, counterpoints. They're not the same character and just, like, a, one's a, the leader and one's a sidekick. They were both leaders and brought different things to the table, which made them interesting characters in the sense of when they teamed up, it was amazing. But they also fought for those exact reasons. They had arguments, they had disagreements. Mm-hmm. They weren't on the same page all the time. There was tension there. Yeah, and there were things you, they were, you agreed were, with them on either side. Mm-hmm. They were written like real people, and it felt interesting to see them interact with each other. And it like they built up this relationship over the course of like a lot of time. But you know, even the first time they met in Avengers, there was depth there, and it was interesting. And they immediately started building a relationship. It was straight away they were like, "We need to build something between these characters." And it feels like I don't know. I feel like a lot of MCU fans have forgotten why they love the MCU in the first place is because that mm-hmm. it was actually really good and it was well written. Like you yeah. loved you loved these characters because they gave you a reason to love these characters. They're not giving yeah. me a reason to love these new characters. There's not a reason to want to see them cross over. Like why should I care about Daredevil being in She-Hulk? Like other than just because oh you get to see Daredevil. Like that's not a good enough reason for me. I need yeah. like why do I want to see that? Like there should be a reason. Like why did I want to see you know Iron Man and and Captain America and whatever in you know uh you know avengers i guess it was to you know see him build that relationship and i guess maybe that's what you can say about she-hulk is well you know you can see she-hulk and daredevil start a relationship together or whatever and you know we'll get to see a back and forth between those characters <sighs> i don't know i just i don't know it just doesn't feel like it just feels different it feels less yeah. like it feels disingenuous it feels like things matter less everything yeah. matters less and they've done like the the multiple because when you've got thing, too many like, things, when you've got so many shows and so many movies, and it's not like a quality over quantity thing, because and that there's just when you have too much quantity, you can't have quality, because it just yeah. feels like it matters less. Yeah. Because yeah. when it's every six months or every year, you get a Marvel movie, or, or in the day you might get two, maybe three max a year, and each one felt special and important and building into something and now it's like there's always every week a brand new marvel show episode or a movie coming out and it just feels like it doesn't like i could not watch moon knight and i'm like well, it doesn't matter i feel like it just doesn't matter if i don't watch moon knight yeah and we could be wrong like we could be wrong we could get five years from now and all those avengers movies have come out everything's come out and we're like, wow, they actually really pulled it together in the end. Yeah. But I just don't see how they're going to do that because I... there's no anchor, there's no anchor points. Like, let me ask you this: who who's the main character? Or let's let's be generous because it's a big universe. Let's say there's three anchors. Who are the anchors right now? There's none. Yeah, there aren't any. Who could doesn't... be? Who could be an anchor? It can't be Spider Man. It can't be no. Spider Man. And it's not because I don't want him to be. I think Spider-Man's the most important active character in the MCU right now. In terms of one, box office and business, but also Mm -hmm. in terms of just like he's the best written character right now. And he's got in the best place where you want to see it. Like you... Surely you want to see what happens next with Spider-Man. I oh, definitely, do. yeah. Because that movie was so good, but like 
it but it's the mcu that doesn't matter to me like the the built universe this interconnected world that just doesn't matter to me but there are some individuals that i'm like oh they had a good thing so i want to see what happens next like spider-man's one of those it's like yeah i want to see what happens next to spider-man because his movie was good but i don't care so much how that plays into the mcu just because of i don't know just the way that the mcu is now I just don't. But it's feel also like because of it's also because of who Spider Man is, and that's the reason he can't be an anchor, which is because he's a fucking now at this point what an eighteen year old who's got a secret identity, like yeah. that can't hold down a universe as big as the MCU is right now. Yeah, no. I, like Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, I don't know if they're capable of holding down a universe the way it is now. Actually, they could now. Like if they didn't die in Endgame, or they didn't. Um, finish up it because not that Steve died but you know if, and let's say Steve was still around you'd feel like we're missing Tony if Tony was still around and Steve wasn't you'd feel like you're missing Steve if they were both still around you'd be like well they're still the main you'd, you'd just be like well they're the main guys still yeah and I you guess know, and, and, and Thor's still around which is nice and it's why I liked Thor as well it still feels like oh that's you know a bit of the old Marvel yeah. but it's still he's sort Thor of was always doing... number three yeah, he was always number he's three not... Yeah, and I think I, I would say the only character so far that currently that sort of has that potential to hold, the, like, is sort of holding it together somewhat is probably Doctor Strange. I feel like he's the only character And that, not like, very well. Yeah, I, not very well at all. Um, because you feel like you miss things and everything feels... It's like they were just like... Uh, it's just like they have to do things with the universe, but it feels so counterintuitive to the story they're telling. Like, oh, he's not the Sorcerer Supreme anymore. And it's like, yeah, it makes sense because of the snap, but also, like... Uh, but that was his story arc like so that's been undone like and but now that was important for him as Wong's a character in everything as long as just in everything and i feel yeah. like he they're, they're trying to treat him like he's the nick fury and we'll get yeah. to the the kang fucking avengers movie or whatever it's called um and wong will be like the nick fury he's the one that brings everyone, everyone together yeah for this multiverse threat which i think can work i don't think that's bad I think it's what um, they're doing. I, yeah. I assume it's what they're doing because he literally is in every one of these shows. He is in everything, yeah. Movies. He's in She-Hulk. He's in Shang-Chi. It's going to be weird. He is in Shang-Chi. Is he in Thor? He's not. Wait, is he? Is he no. In Thor? I, don't, I don't think so. I, don't I, feel like, I feel like I've seen him very recently. I mean, he was obviously in Doctor Strange. He was in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. I feel like I've seen him recently too. Was he in Thor? Did he show up in Thor for a second? Or was it just I saw him in that She-Hulk trailer that he was in? Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Was he in Miss Marvel? Oh, we haven't seen Miss Marvel. No, we haven't uh, seen it. I thought you'd seen it. I do not know. Um, like, there's just no... Uh, yeah, like I said, there's just no anchor point. I don't know who to... Like, who's holding down this universe. It's just so all over the place. So many different sides and... I feel like the main characters that should be in focus just haven't been in focus. I've been getting movies like, I don't like Captain Marvel, but why the fuck have they just thrown her off the grid after Endgame? Yeah. Why has it been three years and we've seen her in a cameo for a couple things? I like, honestly they like... Brought, they talked about her for years before her movie came out about how important she's going to be. And I feel like she doesn't fucking matter at all. Yeah, well, they're pandering to the people that obviously didn't like it, I would say. That's why they changed it all up, like, because it was originally going to be a Captain Marvel 2, wasn't it? And then they changed it to, oh, now it's the Marvels, because we can then yeah. sideline Carol, because people didn't like Captain Marvel 1. Yeah. Um, yeah. People will still not like it. It doesn't matter. You can't change their mind. They will still hate yeah. it. Um, doesn't matter yeah, if it's the greatest true. movie of all time. Um, yeah. But I think... I think um, 
Yeah, I think with this with this phase, they're trying to build as if Endgame didn't happen, I think. In the sense mm. that this should be a reset era where it's like a phase one, which is a bit more... Like, you can have your TV shows, but I think your movies need to be focused very much on your core characters that you want to build. And I think they're... Tr like, I think with everything they're putting out, it's trying to be a bit too experimental for a phase that needs to be grounding the audience in a core set of characters to make the world feel like it's anchored down and yeah, i feel like they're not continued doing on that. so big as it's if like they they're trying lose to just, their yeah, main characters they're building out but they're also supposed to be building up at this point like this is a point where you're supposed to build up because we need depth to everybody so that we have an investment so that then you can build out from that like you did originally with phase one and this should be a lot more like phase one in that regard um and I think what they're trying to do with these shows, you can have your shows, but I think if you're doing a show, it needs to be lower stakes. Every single Marvel thing is, oh, the world is going to end, and they've got to save the world from ending. It's like, why is that every story? Why can't it be a bit smaller scale? Like, why can't Moon Knight be a much smaller scale story? You know, why can't, you know, WandaVision be what it was without the, oh, now I'm going to destroy the whole world at the end. And like, I just feel like every single show is like doing that same thing where the threat suddenly becomes huge and it's massive and they have to save the world and it's like you know why can't you do similar to what the netflix stuff did make those shows smaller scale so that you do something meaningful for the character and you have a story they go through and a, a, something they have to come up against and overcome and it means something to them it's a big threat to them but it doesn't yeah. have to be this big avengers Which is level what threat every shang chi time. was i think shang chi is the only thing that's done it in this era but I think as well, Shang-Chi was also... I mean, I think it handled its characters well, but I, I do think as well in terms of that, it was like, you know, if this thing gets out, world's going to be over. It's going to end. Well, Everyone's you've got to say, die. it felt like more of a potential the world could end. Like, I feel like all the movies have been like that, even the older ones. Yeah, and I think... I, I don't really have a problem with it necessarily with the films. I think it's more the shows that I'm like... That I'm like, yeah. this needs to be... This is a problem. Like, I don't know. I think the shows need to be a lot more character-focused than plot and like I agree. threat focus no, I because that should be the point of them it should be like this in-depth look at the character and like you know developing them before they eventually show up in a film where you can have a big threat uh, and that's like the fun of it it's the spectacle but i feel like the show should do something a bit a bit smaller scale um than what they have been doing um because it makes it feel a bit silly i think i don't know um and i think it becomes a little bit ridiculous but i mean you've got like you look at like you know iron man one or Iron Man 2, like, those characters weren't going to destroy the whole planet, uh, but they were going to yeah. do some bad stuff. Um, and even you look at, like, Ant-Man and stuff, like, it's 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 just these things where I feel like it, when, you, when you suddenly make it right, the world is going to end. I feel like it's a bit too much. I think you can have something mm -hmm. big, but I think it's just it's just, like, the same thing every time, almost. It's, like, yeah, a different catalyst for it, but it's always, well, the world's going to end, so stop that from happening, I guess. And yeah. I think it's getting a bit old. I feel like we need something a bit more, you know, that's gonna something that challenges the character more than it challenges, like, the world, like yeah. the planet, sort of thing. I don't yeah. Know. But I think they're struggling after Endgame. I think they're like, how do we, how do we start from scratch but without losing the momentum we've built that has made us so much money? Yeah. Um, I feel like they're just churning yeah. in with the momentum, like just make it bigger, bigger, bigger. Um, it's like they built the foundation. Then build all the walls around it, and now they're trying to build floors after they like got rid of the foundation. Yeah, which was Cap and Iron Man. 
Yeah, and yeah, they him. need to do some work to replace him. And it doesn't have to be Sam. It should be Sam. I think he's amazing, and, and he's someone. Is Anthony Mackie's a great actor that wants to be Captain America for the next ten years. It should have already been done though. Like they should have been doing it in the last era. Like you could tell they were trying to do it. And this is the biggest fuck up with Spider-Man was it felt like that's what they were doing with Spider-Man. Then you had all the studio drama with it and then No Way Home released and you've reset him, which is fine that you've done that. I think it's the best thing you could have done for the character in his movies. But he obviously can't be the anchor. He's no. his own thing that's hugely popular. We all love. And I, I like, don't get me wrong. If you ask me something I'm looking forward to seeing in the next Avengers movie in terms of characters, I really, because I like it in the comic books, but I think Peter Parker and a Sam Wilson relationship will be awesome. Mm -hmm. Like the same way Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan have a great, like, uh, chemistry with Tom Holland and the shit that they give him, like that banter they have publicly. Like any interview you see Tom Holland get brought up to Anthony Mackie and Sebastian, they just hate, they just pretend they hate him. That is like, oh my God. That yeah. guy, yeah, he's a diva. He's uh, always got people around him. Like, he, he's got to have his uh, water room temperature. Like, that is always... And it's obviously just this big, you know, joke. Yeah. Um, but I just, like, think it'll be uh, a, a really good dynamic of characters that I'd like to see. You know, if you ask me who the next Avengers are going to be, if there was, let's say seven or eight characters that are in the, the main Avengers next Spider-Man should be in there and cap. I mean, Captain America is definitely going to be in there and it should be, you know, Spider-Man should be in there as well. I think when you look at all, I think what I need is I need these characters to, I need their, their crossovers to mean something for the characters. And I think that's just what yeah. this has been lacking, to be honest. I think that's also a, a core point of making the universe feel grounded is you know you know you look at you look at um cap and uh, uh black widow and then like even that like you know black widow's then got that relationship with hawkeye and they had a good a good bond and that brings you know the rest of them together and thor is there too and he has a good relationship with them and you know with with tony and steve and then obviously got those two together like that that six and obviously hulk um together was like that like their relationship felt real like it felt like a real relationship and like these characters you know cared about each other and they were good friends and you know whenever they met up it it felt like you were strengthening that bond and we're just we're just missing that like sense of friendship between characters it's like they cross over and yeah it's cool and it's epic and they're together but like i want to see these characters interact as characters you know i want to see them be friends like so when you have daredevil and she-hulk and maybe they'll do this i don't know but have them you know interact in a way that makes you feel like you care about them and like they're actually they actually get on with each other i don't know how you're gonna do that because they're wildly different characters and i don't know if they're the right characters to cross over with each other but you know that's that's really what you need to do is you need to make me believe that daredevil and she hulk could be good friends and that you know when you see them together you're like yeah this is cool like even the defenders the netflix stuff did that well like when you when you when you finally like you you understand enough about each individual character through their solo films and also their solo shows like you watch daredevil you watch jessica jones you watch iron fist you watch luke cage you understand these characters enough that when the defenders happens you're like oh yeah this is how they would interact this makes so much sense yeah. whereas yeah. when you look at this phase four and it's something that you know phase one did and the other phases did in the mcu 
we don't i don't think we know enough about these individual characters to start crossing them over we need to learn about them as characters first like let me let me have a she-hulk show that's a she-hulk show that focuses on who this character is what are her morals what are her ideals what does she want out of life what is she aiming for how does she deal with becoming she-hulk like all of these things then have her meet someone else and then i can see those aspects of who she is as a character conflict or line up or come ahead mm. with another character that we know enough about it's like you know when the avengers happens we learn enough about tony and iron man one and iron man two and we learned so much about steve in captain america one yeah that we knew watching avengers these characters coming together is going to be interesting especially yeah. the like you know because they're very different in their ideals and that's going to be a great thing to see on screen S steve had a relationship with tony's dad like there's a lot going on there that is going to be so interesting to see you know play out Whereas that's, I think that's where I'm coming out with the She-Hulk and Daredevil thing is I don't know, like we don't know what Daredevil's going to be like in this universe yet. I have no idea who She-Hulk is. I'm not ready to see him cross over because I don't know enough about these individual characters at this point. I need to mm. learn about them and then cross them over. So I feel like it's got a meaning. I, feel, I, can get, I can get enjoyment out of it rather than just the spectacle of, oh, characters I know meeting each other. I like, also feel like we're know. not even seeing them enough. And what no. I mean by that is like, because you've also got so many shows with so many different heroes that they're introducing so rapidly, it was almost like, oh, we'll replace them with a million different new heroes. But Shang-Chi came out last year. The next movie should come out, what, maximum three years later. Two, three yeah. years later. You know, if that's a new main character we've got. But we might not see another Shang-Chi movie for five years. Yeah. And it's like, why? Wild. Why are we not, like, picky characters and those are the characters? I don't mm -hmm. need to be like, all right, so you've met um, Moon Knight, now meet Shang-Chi, or now meet Miss Marvel, or now meet She-Hulk, or now meet X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you don't need to have 20 new characters in this generation. Have five or six, and then they're it. And that can include your old characters and now the leads. That can include your Sam Wilsons, who's a lead. That can continue Ant-Man if, if, as they're doing. That can continue Spider-Man. You know, you don't have to be all new. Um, mm -hmm. characters just have a few new ones to replace what you lost you don't have to like I was going to say double down more like quadruple down on things you lost they've yeah. replaced Steve and Tony with 20 new heroes that all together don't add up to what those two did yeah exactly and it's one of those things uh, like it just it felt like in the early days they were building up these characters and they like you know phase one was just we're gonna get iron man we're gonna do hulk we're gonna do thor we're gonna do cap we're gonna do iron man 2 we're gonna do avengers and it all made sense it all came together and it worked and even if you look at phase three it's like they were doing like it was always focusing on these core characters doing movies for them rather than doing like oh we're gonna do a load of different stuff it was like yeah they set up stuff yeah they did you know doctor strange and um they did spider-man they did black panther and stuff but they were important to the to the ending of our main characters yeah, and, and then like i like, said yeah. they felt like you felt you're watching spider-man iron man's in it you felt yeah, his true. presence in the universe in the movie of like just to remind you yes this is spider-man movie but the main character of this universe is tony stark yeah and 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 they made sure that that was important to the story of spider as much as people don't like it or you, you can have your opinion on you know what they did with iron man in the spider-man movies. i liked it i think they, it worked because it was the mcu yeah well re yeah regardless of that regardless what they did with him in terms of an from a narrative perspective works in the way that the mcu is building itself up because 
it's Tony was then important to like he wasn't just there to be there so it was like a cool cameo he was there because he was integral to the story being told and it worked in a way that pushed Spider-Man forward and worked you know well um and you've got like Black Panther was good in its own right you know they they built up the and his introduction was amazing well. in Civil War his introduction exactly. was amazing in Civil and they War. Intru- see that's the thing as well like they used to introduce characters in films like that they were just like be there and it was like okay that's 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 cool like Spider-Man Black Panther they just introduced them they were there sick and then Falcon you get a solo film in, that, in Winter Soldier yeah, that, that comes on from that and it, it's just the way they've been doing it now is just like they spe- they just like they give us way more time with these characters before they show up in films through the TV shows but the TV shows aren't doing nearly enough to make you give a shit like they just are so they just they just like because i think what they're thinking is well we want to give depth to these characters and like we want to give you more context to them but at the same time we don't want to make it feel essential to the films so we actually have to hold off on giving you anything substantial until the films because what if someone only watches the films and they're not going to understand it so the, the tv shows end up having nothing of value because it's like yeah you can meet the character and they can do a few things but like you're not going to really learn much about them as people because we because what if someone doesn't watch it and then they watch then they watch the marvels and they've not seen miss marvel where we set up all of her crucial information we're gonna have to do it again and that's gonna bore people that have watched the shows they're trying so hard not to alienate people to the point that i feel like they're alienate, alienating everybody and it's becoming yeah. really messy yeah no i i i totally agree i totally agree with what you said and in particular like what they would do with even the side characters um and make mm. like wanda still felt like a really integral important character and she felt like one of those perfect people to be a major figure in this next era and they've sort of fumbled her a bit like yeah. i love what they did with her in wandavision and i love the idea of what they did with her in the multiverse of madness i think they've gone to it way too soon they've jumped the gun on that move yeah almost but like I a daenerys lo- situation yeah but i love because elizabeth elizabeth olsen as that character playing that sort of scarlet which is unreal i loved it i loved her performance in it mm-hmm. but it just felt like that could have been something in an avengers movie to do not n- not now um yeah and like you look back at like you were saying um you know tony being a part of spider-man and feeling important and connected to that you watch ant-man and falcons in it for uh, what a meaningful cameo as a part of the story but that actually made you think about cap because he literally goes please don't tell cap about this and it's like yeah that's again there's our anchor Mm -hmm. you still feel his presence in this movie that has nothing to do with steven you didn't have to see him but you're like no he's he's the big dog yeah and the thing is there like you look at that and that is a tiny cameo and i think people are going to be like well you said you didn't want cameos but there's that tiny cameo of falcon and ant-man and you like that so you're a hypocrite but like i just think it's different it's just the way they didn't market that at all (laughs) yeah well i mean did they i don't remember but i couldn't say for sure but i feel like yeah like the law the law of of ant-man wasn't the cameos like it wasn't like come see ant-man and you'll get to see this character it was like come see ant-man for fucking ant-man um and if you like it you'll like it sort of thing um yeah. whereas i think now cameos are just handled so differently by disney i think they understand that's what sells like they're literally nostalgia baiting people with things yeah. they're like and reactions they want character. they want the they clip want, they want the viral clip they want those reactions that's what they want um and it really sucks like i feel bad for the lead actress in she-hulk because like imagine imagine your new show's coming out you're the protagonist you're the lead character and all anyone could talk about is a cameo from daredevil like what a fucking shame that they're yeah. like all the hype should be around your new show it should be around the new character people shouldn't be talking about fucking wong and daredevil like yeah. it's crazy 
it's ridiculous yeah. and i don't think that's a way you should be making a show no yeah, i feel the same way man i feel the same way it's it's disappointing and yeah the, the again like we said when endgame happened we're like well at least even if marvel goes on to suck we'll still have these and we yeah. will like i'll always love watching the captain america trilogy and those avengers movies are amazing yeah. infinity war the first avengers movie age of ultron's still you know it's half decent uh infinity war and endgame are amazing civil war is fucking tremendous winter soldier is the, one of the greatest action films of all time um you know there's just great movies that marvel did in this era and great mm-hmm. characters and actors like yeah you know cap and tony are just you know they're missing him they are missing them now dearly um yeah. and you know i love what they're doing with thor because it's it's you know they're not doing the same thing over and over and over again but there's definitely levels of which they miss errors of his character mm-hmm. um in an avengers setting um I'd be interested to see if they bring him back in the Avengers movies and what they do with him, what his role is. Because mm-hmm. um, there's argument to be made that he should be the one of the leaders, and it'd be nice to see. It'd be nice yeah, to see. I think there's that'd no... be a good that'd be a good arc for Thor because he's gone on such a weird like he's had such a weird arc because it like started one way and like yeah. sort of meandered and like Dark World wasn't good and then sort of had to put a reset on him and stuff. And I think he's at a point now where, like, he really could start to become a leader. I think that would work. Because um, it was like, I'm not the king, yada, yada. I was like, okay, you're not a king of Asgard, but it doesn't mean you can't be a leader of the Avengers. Yeah. You know, those are your people. Be... That's That would be nice if he sort of has that moment. Those are his family, even though, like, half of them are dead. You know, Natasha's gone, Steve's gone, Tony's gone. But True. there's people you that need, need to, him. There's people he knows. You need in to, we need to build a relationship between Thor and the, the Avengers now, because well, like who does know. he have a relationship with that's in the event that's uh, the, uh, that's alive? Like um, Hulk, you know, Bruce, Hulk, yeah, yeah, and Clint. Those are the only three of the six. There's only three left, and Thor's one of them. And there's yeah. Clint and there's um, Bruce. Yeah, and I feel like Thor and Clint don't have that much relationship. Why don't you think about no, it? like having seen yeah. they have together? Oh you know? god, yeah, that's um, not very good. And then you got Thor and Bruce, and I feel like there's a there's obviously a big dynamic there with from Ragnarok, mm-hmm. um, and um, and those mo- and those some of those movies. I felt like they had a bit to do with each other in um, uh, in the Avengers movies, at least more than Clint and Thor did. Yeah. Um, so there, there's something there, but again, Bruce is sort of treated like a second-class citizen now anyway. Ah, um, uh, yeah, he is. Like, he doesn't matter. Like, who gives a shit about Hulk now? Yeah, he's um, in She-Hulk, and for some reason he's Professor Hulk again, and we don't really understand what's going on there, unless this is yeah. set. But he should have the thing on his, like, his arm should be fucked. Yeah. Yeah, because his arm was fucked, and he was a human again in Shang-Chi, and now he's yeah. Hulk again, but his arm's not fucked. Yeah, so what happened? I guess they'll explain it. Um, yeah, terribly, they will. Um, yeah i yeah i don't like professor hulk very much i don't know i've, I've never really compelling. liked hulk's always been just well, fine in the mcu and i've yeah. dealt with it because there's so many other good things around it it didn't matter but now it's just staring you in the face and you're like this is fucking some bullshit yeah because hulk is an interesting character that whole like interesting character like story you can tell of this guy that like is this scientist and this like you know like what uh you know he's not he's not a violent person but you know he can become this thing that he just like regrets turning himself into there's like a story you can tell there and it i just feel like the mcu hasn't really 
bothered with Hulk. He's kind of been a bit of a, a bit sidelined. Sometimes he's been funny, and they just made him Professor Hulk because they're like, we don't know what to do with this guy. Yeah. And now he's just kind of he's just kind of there, I guess. Um, yeah. Well, it, like again, it all could come together when we see this next Avengers movie. It doesn't sound like it, but let, I'm just you know devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Where if they could treat this next Avengers movie like the first one, where it's just gather your main seven or eight heroes mm-hmm. and ha- have them build relationships with each other, and it's that's the sort of beginning of that. And we're not, and then the era afterwards, it's just sequels, um, rather than a million brand new heroes. If that makes sense, yeah. yeah and anything feels- new that's introduced is going to be to do with these main new characters and lead into whatever next journey is whether that's like x-men and mutants and shit i don't know but yeah um i just feel like you have a few good dynamics that you need to bring together and see what happens like if you if there was eight avengers in this kang dynasty film and we're assuming that the two avengers movies that come out six months apart are different to each other Mm. but they're called the avengers so who are the avengers if if there's they're an earth they're earth's mightiest heroes so who are they if there's seven or eight james like who do you think makes um, that cut god honestly i just don't even know at this point like doctor strange has to be it's the multiverse saga doctor strange for sure doctor strange will be there um thor he feel like he has to be there he's an og avenger yeah thor um is captain marvel in there probably i feel like you're setting her up like she's gotta be well all the captain marvels like are they all gonna be there i just i don't know well let's pick your main ones first and if their sidekicks come along so be it type thing yeah well i think captain marvel yeah has got to be um captain america obviously i think you have to have cap in there spider-man i don't uh yeah maybe for secret wars i I would think yeah um because he's in the comics and does Clinton, Kate Bishop, Yelena, like, where do they fit in? I guess Yelena's Thunderbolts, they probably. That's the thing. Like, I just don't understand how you're going to do this. Like, how do you bring yeah. them together? They're all yeah, so separate. Know. They don't even know each other. There's no shield anymore. Like, is it going to be Nick Fury? But he's a bit absent. So I guess it's going to be Wong. But then what does he do? Does he have to teleport around to each place and be like, hey, yeah. ah, come, come give with us me. a hand. Like, yeah. it would make sense if they set it up in Perfect. post-credit scenes or something. like. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, but it, yeah, it makes sense if in like post-credit scenes, or if they were setting up a looming threat that Wong knew about and he was preparing for actively, and like in post-credit scenes, maybe you'd see him showing up to different heroes, and it was like Wong is preparing for something, like as the Sorcerer Supreme, and like if that was then dealt with in Doctor Strange in some way, where it was like, oh yeah, because of what Peter did with the multiverse, it's actually caused something to happen that like Wong is trying to prepare for. But then Multiverse of Madness didn't even like worry about that because that's so weird. Like just as a side point, I always thought that like the plot of Multiverse of Madness would be, oh, off the back of what happened in No Way Home, it's like fractured the universes and it's opened the multiverse. Like that's going to be something to do, but no. That's not even part of the film. It's just no. like this girl shows up conveniently who can just traverse the multiverse. And it's like, oh, thank God we have a way to do it. It's like, I mean, you had a way to do it. You could have played it into what happened in No Way Home. But instead, you've just like you've had her show up and it's completely separate. It's got nothing to do with it. And then Loki as well is a separate multiverse thing to that as well. They've done it three times and none of them have anything to do with each other. Um, 
but yeah, I, 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 I think, I guess what you would do with the Avengers is, I guess Wong's got to be the one to do it. But I feel like they've not set that up at all. So like, do you have to yeah. do that in the first like 10 minutes of the film? He just goes around grabbing everyone. Like, I just don't know how you do it. I really I like don't know. I, Well, like I said, I feel like there's a couple of movies that'll set up the Avengers movie in Captain America, the New World Order. I feel like it's going to be a massive one. It comes out 12 months before that next Avengers movie. Mm. And it's called New World Order. I feel like it's going to have an enormous thing to do with whatever they're setting up with the new Avengers But then, team. like, how do you link then from Cap to Strange to Thor to Captain Marvel? Like, how do you do that? Well, I feel like, again, we're three years away from it happening. I do think the Captain America movie will set up the Avengers. It's called New World Order. I do think they will set up the Avengers. I don't think it'll be all of the Avengers that'll show up in the Avengers movie. I feel like Thor and that will show up probably in the film. But I feel like in terms of setting up Earth's Mightiest Heroes, who are the Avengers, the same way at the end of Age of Ultron, sort of Tony was was an Avenger but wasn't really and it was Wanda, and it was Falcon, and we see it at the start of Civil War, like the Avengers are out on a mission and Tony's not there. Mm-hmm. He more like funds it and's like uh, on the board of directors rather than he's out in the field. Um, yeah. And I feel like we'll at least see that sort of team that'll likely be uh, um, Clint will be involved, Kate, Bishop, um, Cap, obviously. Maybe Elena, I doubt it, Bucky for sure, but like they'll just be... The Avengers will be there. I just feel like that's... It's called New World Order, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'll be to do with one... More, a bit of a political bad guy storyline, but I think it'll also be to do with the Avengers and him being yeah. a leader. Um, but... Uh, and I feel like you sort of have to. There has to be at least some baseline Avengers established if you're going to then throw in the Marvels and Thor... And do the Guardians show up? I don't know. It's just a fucking shit show, mate. Yeah. It's just an absolute shit show. It's very difficult to predict what they're doing and how it's going to work and how, like, what the, yeah. Yeah, I do not know. I really I don't. I don't either, mate. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a lot. And I don't even know, like, what I'm going to watch and what I'm not going to watch. I, I, like, it feels like homework at this point, keeping up with the MCU. Like, I don't enjoy it anymore. So Yeah, I don't get it. I get it. Yeah, I didn't I expect know. to go into that topic, to be totally honest with you, but here we were. <laughs> it was the, I, I, I didn't say it. it was the John Campier show that brought up the topic. That's what I sort of first saw it from. Oh, so I right. just want to shout it out. I didn't want to just right. take it because I had a lot of good ideas that I agree with or a lot of good points that I agree with of why things aren't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think I've been through this before with Assassin's Creed. I need to get out before I'm. We're very familiar. Deep. We're very familiar with this feeling. Yeah, before I'm, I like, just people, nothing can like, hurt me the same way, James. I feel like I'm like oh, I don't really care if it's bad. I don't, it just doesn't matter. You know, nothing yeah. matters. Yeah, you know? but I think I, mean, I think for me, like I need to get the fuck out and stop watching right. this shit before, like while I'm when I'm when I start noticing that I'm not enjoying it anymore, I need to stop. Yeah. Because yeah. for years for Assassin's Creed, I was like, I was like, oh, I don't like these at all, but I'm still gonna follow them for some mm. reason. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, just do something else, I guess. Yeah, but you'll still watch Spider Man's and Captain America's, and then you'll be like, I'll go to see the new Avengers movie because it's easier to see a movie than play a game. It's way easier to see a movie than it is to do, you know, yeah. to play a game or to watch a show. That's yeah. why I've like not been watching the shows, but I've been keeping up with the films because that yeah. the shows have proven that they're not very good. And yeah. they take too long to watch that it's any like worth my time. It's the week it, to weeks you know. that's the problem. I actually think the week to weeks the problem. Yeah. If they release the whole show in one crack, 
it'd be way yeah, but that's but see that's the problem isn't it because then it's not a show and you'll meet that you are meandering for hours and like that's the core problem of it is like to enjoy well, you it, sit you have there to for like five hours and you finish the whole thing you're like Sweet. yeah but that's yeah but that's because the stuff that happens only happens at the end whereas stuff should be happening throughout it so it's still got a problem and it shouldn't be the way that it is because because by doing it that way it would be easier to consume it whereas you look at game of thrones there was never a problem watching week to week because each episode had something substantial in its episode and a story to tell like week to week and so if you, you are doing a show week to week even if you're releasing a show all at once you look at net the way netflix does it every episode has to have something in it it's got it's got to be episodic for a reason like the, the director or the the writer of the boys like said something uh, like in an interview or something that was like words to that effect is like you know i spent a lot of time in tv you know making 20 episode seasons and like you have to work hard to keep people interested every episode you've got to be writing stories every episode you can't just do nothing happens and then everything happens in the final episode like people have been doing on streaming services like you know as a dig at disney and i completely agree like if you're making a tv show make a goddamn tv show don't make a six-hour movie where nothing happens till the end it's 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 shit and i you know you can do better and like we've had good stuff from marvel television like before marvel studios took over which is the strangest thing about it um so yeah i don't know it's something they can fix it's something they can fix and if they look at the criticism maybe they will or maybe they'll just comfortably sit where they are and still make lots of money um but i would hope that like kevin feige cares enough about this brand that he's like yeah you know what that is a problem we should probably fix it yeah i Um, guess i just start to worry i'm like does he start losing control when of it in the sense of he knows what they should be doing but disney like the money too much they're like look man your job is to make all of these projects and we expect four shows mm. a year and four movies a year you don't have a choice you make it good your job is to make it good your job is not to decide how many we put out where the ones Mm. putting the money in yeah so yeah, that's what i worry about as well like mm-hmm. yeah it does depend on the control you have they love easy money they sure do yeah yeah anyway that was um that was a long topic and i guess with that we probably should wrap it up yeah there we go god it's been an hour and a half of talking about assassin's creed and marvel which is wow. just i mean classic as always right classic us it's what we're known for yeah, that's what we're known for. What we'll die talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're right. <laughs> uh, so if you wanna you wanna see us slowly dwindle into the black abyss of the night, head over to mm-hmm. patreon.com forward slash as always if it's just as little as a dollar a month you get exclusive access to the best podcast on the internet. The Clubhouse podcast is over 140 episodes you can go on stream right now. It's the people's podcast, powered by you the people. All the topics, advice, all that shit. It's all your stuff that you submit to us and we read it out and have a laugh about it. As well as that travel mm-hmm. show where we'll look at Northampton, Western Australia and review that town in our oh, travel yeah. show and our adventures that we go on each and every episode of the Clubhouse podcast. So thank you for that. And thank you to the people of the $5 tier and above that are on the credits list at the end of every single podcast that we do. So thank you to Ollie the Superior, Ollie, Baron Keen, Damien the Not So Orange Name, Flash Paradox, King Richard III, Oldbrick, Ryan Hafer, Ballsack 47, Aragon, Kimasaba Gamer Cream Pies, Hashtag Make the Nice Guys 2, Please for the Love of Fuck Hollywood, Adam Sunling, Alfie Rodbert, Andrew, Big Dick 6699, Ben Higgins is thankful for Stick Brethren, Benedict Clobbers, BFHC, Biggest Fucking Virgin, Bodge, BQ Overlord, The Elder, Brian Ford, Call Me Daddy, Callum, aka I used to be the Thefmas, then I took an arrow to the knee, Christian 0210, Connor DeRose, 
in the alley. Disciple Alaric. Eli, Emil, Catborg, Redito, Hacker, Ethan Dean, Fat Fuck, Cuck, Fishy, Furious, Coco, Gene, Gimme a Penis, Kiko Swag, Gwen Hughes, Hammer, The Weeb, Jack DG, 1998, JMB Bennett, Joe the Fan, John Lang, Josh Duvillier, Josh J. Anderson, Joshua Mora, Kid Ghostly, Liam Loden, Lucas R. Zero Five, Lumistrad, Mario Fifty Three Eighty, Mastabas, Max H, Muddy Unicorn, Nick Miller, Otica World Seven, our best of favorite mod Brandy, play the rules, Radock, Ravjo, Seth, Son of a Bitch, OG Dogger, So James hates about Magic because he kills people, Spiky Bucks, Fell and Junk, The Blue Cow, Tony Walshy, and Zeppo. Thank you, you sweet Vincent. Let's pop this podcast, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Clubhouse Podcast on Patreon and the Four Pillars Podcast on the Four Pillars Network right here. So be sure to subscribe. And write us on podcast services. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.